Um, but I feel like what Ben just brought to us <clears throat> segues directly into the topic that I believe the Lord is, was what I was asked to speak on, and that is strategic intercession. Um, because if the vision that was shared by Ben, this, and I love the image of the focus, the focus of that magnifying glass coming to a, such a focus that it ignites a revival, renewal, a, a worldwide move of the Holy Spirit in which we are fulfilling and seeing fulfilled John 17, Yeshua's prayer that we would be one. And we are seeing that happen already. In fact, on this call, they're born again Jews, born again Gentiles, but also us gathered from all nations. But the key to the fulfillment, it's all the sovereignty of God. I'm Presbyterian, so we won't emphasize that. It's all the sovereignty of God. But in God's sovereignty, it truly depends on our prayers, our faith, and our obedience. Um, in that God in his sovereignty has chosen to work through us. Um, and he's especially chosen to work through the prayers of his people. You think of the, in the book of Revelations where you see the incense going up and those are the prayers of the saints that take place before the various, and they're pouring out the bowls and so forth. So if what Ben shared with us is going to come to pass, it will come to pass in God's timing, but also will come <laughs> because intercessors um, have stepped in the gap and are stepping into what I would like to introduce to you today, something that some of you are already living into, but what I'm calling your place of intercession. Let me just share my screen and uh, present a few slides. Now, please wave at me because I don't, I don't want to talk too long. I want to move us into prayer, but I think it's important that we at least talk about a few key concepts here uh, that may help us uh, with this. Um, so here is my screen, which I hope you will be able to see. Let's move to the slideshow here. Um, by the way, I'm in North Carolina, uh, in the lovely mountains of North Carolina, and I have a Kavanaugh pandemic haircut. In other words, I've not had one for eight weeks. Uh, we're in lockdown here. Uh, <laughs> but behind me is a picture of our lovely a community of the cross, our river that we have running through it. But what, what I'd like to call our attention to right now is uh, what I'm introducing as a place of intercession. And or it's to me, it's the key to how we actually move into this strategic level intercession. Now, what's strategic level intercession? That's intercession that shapes the future according to God's kingdom plans. Um, it's, it's intercession that shapes history. It's intercession that defeats Satan's strongholds that are growing in the world. And to defeat those strongholds, 
to bring us into the fulfillment of God's uh, vision. And uh, I have um, studied this for a long time. Uh, it just has already been mentioned, Rees Howes is one of my great heroes. If you go look back to those days, those terrible days uh, in the English speaking world, uh, when Nazism was taking over all of Europe, and there were 300,000 British, American, Belgian, I'm sorry, not American at that point, but British and French and Belgian soldiers stranded on the beach um, there at Dunkirk. And it was actually Rees Howes who was doing this work of strategic level intercession to bind Satan, to block the plans of Satan to destroy, I believe, the United Kingdom and to impose Nazi tyranny on the whole world, which of course would have led to the extermination of the Jewish people and lots of other terrible consequences. And it was Rees House who was there in the gap in what I'm gonna call his place of intercession in which he had tremendous authority to bind Satan working through Hitler. Now he wasn't alone. That was coordinated with another great hero, Winston Churchill, but also with all those fishermen who took their boats, went across the channel. So there's this extraordinary dance of cooperation with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but also between the intercessor, between the military people, between the leaders, the war leaders, the war cabinet, everyone in this great dynamic of cooperating together in which God's purposes were accomplished. So I see, though, that the key role for many of us will be that of Rees Howes in the world today, which will be stepping into our place of intercession. There's something else a lot of people do not know about Rees Howes, and that is back in the 30s, he was praying that the Jews would be able to return to their homeland in Israel. Rees Howes had a huge passion for the Jewish people, as did Winston Churchill. And Rees House was praying for them to have a homeland. Well, I've been called myself into a place of intercession on a number of occasions. We can share about that later. Uh, but we're, I've learned some of these principles firsthand and some of the prayer battles that I've been involved in um, that have involved in, I believe, history-shaping prayer. If we want to really learn about and see a model now of what it means to be in your place of intercession, I think we need to go to an Old Testament paradigm. And that is of, uh, well, Moses is certainly a paradigm, but also uh, Amos the prophet. And I believe that Amos provides us with a model or an illustration of what we're calling this place of intercession. Um, now let's look at Amos for a minute. Well, uh, 760 to 750 BC, this was a time when uh, Israel is, you know, they're at the height of their military power, um, they, uh, but also there's immorality, there's corruption of the judicial process, there's oppression of the poor, um, and um, politically, you know, they're pretty secure. Uh, they're smug. Kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? Uh, but 
what's happened is, is that God has sent into this crisis of immorality, this crisis of, of uh, the people of Israel leaving their foundations and the covenant. And what God does is he intervenes in human history to shape history um, by calling his anointed co-workers and depending on the crisis, it may be a prophet like Elijah or Amos. It may be a warrior like Joshua, an intercessor like Moses, king like David or Jehu and others. And the same goes on today. And I believe that today he is calling us as intercessors. He's anointing us as intercessors to step into this crisis situation of the coronavirus, but also more importantly, the fulfillment of God's end time plans uh, that Ben just spoke of, that that is our calling. Now, God intervenes in the apostasy taking place in Israel, uh, which was going to end in a national catastrophe by sending Amos, the prophet. Now, what's so interesting to me is that uh, Amos then was called to go from the southern kingdom, Judea, to go to the northern kingdom, Israel. And when he went, now we don't know exactly how he was called, but what we know is, is that his move from Judea to the northern kingdom of Israel was more than just a change of geography. It was a stepping into his place of intercession. Now, St. Paul talks about this, where he talks about his sphere of activity, his place he was called to work. There are lots of names for this. But what happened was, was that this place of intercession was the place now where Amos stepped into the gap. He received the empowerment to speak God's word, he was equipped now to do what God had called him to do. And that he was part now of actually shaping history and shaping now the next steps that would take place. Now, now what's so interesting to me is that Amos gets there, he irritates everybody, but he's wrestling with God. And you find now this extraordinary dynamic, which is characteristic of the intercessor, of Amos now working with the sovereign Lord of all creation, in some ways arguing with him, pleading the case. And, and you know, remember in this passage, it says that uh, he, uh, God was preparing swarms of locusts and so forth. And, and Amos cried out, Sovereign Lord, forgive. How can Jacob survive? He is so small. And then you have this astonishing word. So the Lord relented. And other versions say the Lord repented. He changed his mind. And he said, this will not happen. Now, what I believe that you find here is that is a picture of the dynamic of the role of the intercessor 
in working with God, in God working through him or her now to accomplish his plans for humanity. Because you see, when we're in our place of intercession, what happens is, is that uh, it's accomplished what it says in Amos, for the Lord Adonai will do nothing unless he has revealed his counsel to his servants, the prophets. A lion has roared, who will not fear? My Lord Adonai has spoken, who shall not prophesy? That's Amos 3, 7 through 8. Well, what happens for us <laughs> as we are called into our place of intercession um, is that we will be able to experience now God's empowerment. We'll be able to accomplish now God's work and he will accomplish his work through us. Now, how do we, and what happens in our place of intercession is that all those promises that we find in the Bible about if two or three of you agree, I'll do it. If we ask in the name of Yeshua, ask in the name of Jesus, he'll accomplish it. We'll be able to speak words of prophecy, binding Satan. Um, and um, what happens is, is the spiritual conditions for those promises to be effective would have been accomplished. Now, how do we get there? How do we get there? Well, you need to be born again. <laughs> That's the first step. You need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit or immersed in the Holy Spirit. You need to have the Holy Spirit coming upon you. Um, in power, but you also need to receive a call from Jesus, from Yeshua, to enter your place of intercession. Now, how does that happen for you? I believe that each of us will be given a place of intercession in which our Lord wants to empower each of us to take part in this amazing work of advancing his kingdom and of defeating Satan's strongholds, but in order that the great commission will be fulfilled. So as we enter this time, I believe, of, of Pentecost and praying for now the empowering of the Holy Spirit, I believe that the Lord is wanting to call some of you, some of us into this role of stepping into our place of intercession. And I believe if we ask him, he will reveal that to us and reveal to us what that role is. And I'm going to like to stop sharing my screen and uh, go back now. There it is. And just introduce all that to you quickly. <laughs> Um, as sort of a beginning place for asking the Lord to call you, each of us, reveal to us what our place of intercession is, so that as we say yes, we may now step into it and experience that empowerment, the guidance necessary in order to be able to be a part of this extraordinary dance with the Holy Spirit, with the Father and the Son in order to defeat Satan's plans and to advance
God the Father's plans on earth today. And I believe, going back to what Ben Juster just brought us, for many of us, that will be praying in this extraordinary move of God, this great out, this, it may well be the end time revival, this great outpouring of the Holy Spirit that's going to now fulfill all the prophecies given to us in the Bible. Well, let me, let me conclude with that. I'd love to say, are there any questions or comments? Right. Um, could, I just, could I just add one thing? Please. Um, I, I truly believe with all my heart what Brad is talking about here is a supplemental focus of prayer and intercession to harp and bowl. And yes. the Lord has established David's tent with harp and bowl, but there needs to be this added element of strategic intercession for for the for the for the added insight that the Holy Spirit wants to release to us in our understanding, so we know how to pray. Number one, but two, when we are led into warfare under the wings and the covering of the Holy Spirit, we have His grace and his protection and warfare is up to his leading not ours we can't go i don't i don't encourage us to go and target certain things right. we are led to into that targeting by the holy spirit in which case his blood covers us and we are under the shadow and shelter of his wings so what um brad what uh, you have a couple of books on this right do you have a couple I of have, books on this i have um, uh, which uh, which which uh, which book focuses on the strategic intercession? Um, well, one of them is is actually going back. I, I learned a lot of this in the battles that the Lord called me into dealing with radical Islam, and called them to defeat the demonic stronghold of ISIS and also other expressions. I wrote a book called Discerning the Times. Um, uh, and, and there's some others, but a, most, a more recent book is one called Prayer Beyond, uh, called Beyond Politics to History Shaping Prayer. And that deals with the fact that I've been called into the place of intercession dealing with uh, two very unpopular presidents. One was uh, uh, George W. Bush, and then the second one has been Donald Trump, in which I've been called a, in dealing with the place of intercession there. But that particular book on a call beyond politics is one that uh, could be very helpful to you. Martin, could you put that up for me? Uh, I don't, do you have a link there? That that could be a helpful way in where I'm basically trying to present this concept of the place of intercession as a key concept um, for understanding where all the promises that Jesus has given us become operative. It's in that place of calling or where you step into the gap. And so that's a critical component if we're going to uh, see our prayers make a difference. So thank you, Grant.